It's time for the Masters of the Universe Chronicles commentary, focusing on a classic episode as we join the hosts, Chris Vint and James Etock, and hear their thoughts on their chosen episode. Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Masters of the Universe Chronicles commentary. That really is a mouthful. Uh, speaking of a mouthful, somebody who is never short of anything to say about Masters of the Universe. Um, as somebody, Rob Bass's wife Crystal said to me, the human equivalent of Masters of the Universe Wikipedia. I would totally <laughs> agree with that. So uh, welcome James Bustatoon's E-Talk. Hello to you, sir. Hello, sir. Thank you for the uh, introduction and that lovely comment from... Who was it again? Crystal Greenwood. Oh, Crystal Bass, sorry. Oh, thank you, Crystal. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's a nice thing. I'd say only in reference to the cartoon, though, because if you were to ask me something about the toy line, um, something intricate, I might not know. You know, something about, uh, I don't know, Fearless Photog or one of those uh, characters that never quite made it. I might... Uh, I might I might stumble, but uh, for the cartoon, yes, I am the Wikipedia person. No, oh, and James Talk has went on record saying that. So, um, yes, what episode we're going to be covering today? Uh, we're going to be doing A Friend in Need from Season 1, Episode 10, if memory serves me correctly. Um, this is the, uh, the best example of a uh, winners don't use drugs uh, episode. Yeah, so here we go, really. Okay, so we'll do the lethal weapon countdown where we go oh, one, two, go. three, and then we go. We got so, three, two, one, and then go. Three, two, one. Uh, I'll say three, two, one, play, and then we'll go three, two, one, play. Okay. Are you ready, ready, sir? Yes. Three, two, one, play. There's Heat Man punching the screen. At least on my DVD. <laughs> yes, he's done that mine as well. So we sit back and relax with Filmation presenting Humana Masters of the Universe, A Friend in Need. Um, yeah, before we get into the episode, James, best intro of the 1980s cartoons, would you say, about Masters of the Universe? Um, I'd say, yeah, uh, I'm obviously going to say yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, um, uh, I'm trying to think of all the cartoons. Uh, Thundercats, you know, has got a a blooming marvellous intro I think is the best way I'd put it that's amazing uh, generally because of the animation but He-Man I think is just like here's pretty much what you're going to get and you get the transformation and everything and I always love I always love filmation intros that they have it's almost done in chunks you have that section you have this section which leads into the credits where you get Lou Scheimer and uh, Hal Sutherland punching at the screen and uh, I don't know Yeah, I'd, I'd say it's one of the best but not the best. Oh, okay. I would say it was probably the best. I think Transformers started off well and progressively got worse as time went on. Like the third series and music and it was oh. just horrible. That third season intro of Transformers is just a crying shame. <laughs> oh, you'll notice that with the, with the title card, the actual title of the episode stays for both credits, both are written by and directed by, which is, I think, one of five episodes to do so. Because often the title would fade away and just leave the director's credit fact here we are in uh, on the planet Eternia of course I hope so otherwise we're watching <laughs> the wrong series <laughs> um, in the I, I was looking at the script before I came to the commentary and originally uh, Prince Adam I think and Orko were going to be present when uh, Alina here and Zikran the father arrive on Eternia but all we see is Taylor and we should say that uh, Alina there 
I always like to think of her. Clearly not. I always like to think of her as a precursor to Shira. And uh, speaking of precursors, here's a robot a horse precursor for Stridor. Would it be safe to say? Yes, definitely. So the the android horse is, um, I think, appeared in. Oh, I'm trying to think how many episodes this one it appeared in. A Tale of Two Cities, if memory serves me correctly. But the the most interesting int- um, appearance was when it appeared in. Uh, Horns of the Game Master, which was like episode 61 or 60. 61 I'm going with. And um, in that episode, the horse is actually called Strider, but not Stridor. Strider, E-R. And uh, so they're obviously slowly getting towards the, the toy, the idea of, you know, well, this is the toy horse. They're bringing out a toy horse. This is Strider. And then obviously Origin of the Sorcerers come, comes out and they'd, uh, they'd turned it into Stridor. And here's Jarvan the Sorcerer, um, who I like to think is definitely a rip-off of Ming the Merciless. Yes. He's definitely got a Ming element about him. All he needs is a Ming vase, and that would have been good. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, it didn't. Oh, this, um, the geyser field actually shows up in, uh, I think it's a She-Ra episode, Troll's Dream, like, uh, in season one of She-Ra. You'll have to go and check. I'm, I, I might be wrong, but I'm, I'm hoping I'm not. <laughs> There goes Alina, you'll see her go off a horse. Oh no, no, Alina does go off horse. Teela does. Whee! But I love it. That's, again, filmation with their music. It just sounds so dramatic. Yeah. Close up, look at Alina, double blink. <gasps> What's that on Prince Adam's wrist? That looks like a pop yeah. convenience device. <laughs> I, have a, I have a problem with this. Okay, so obviously, you know, like it's a little communicating device where you go like, hello, you know, uh, well, how, how can I help you today? Yeah. Right, so this is all fine, etc. And um, Alina's talking to Adam saying, you know, like, oh, Tita's hurt, she needs help. That's okay, I'll find help. He better have switched it off here. That's true, actually, yeah. <laughs> Alina's like, Adam's talking about some Greyskull thing. <laughs> Now his voice has just gone down a couple of octaves. Yeah, it's just like my ears are bleeding now with all this electricity and everything, and some cats growling. <laughs> well, the funny the, the the funny thing is, I mean, Adam's wrist like band would always, or gauntlet as some people call them, uh, would, and and He-Man's the same would uh, just apparently be used as a comlink. Sometimes there was one episode of uh, what was it, Trouble in Arcade, where it would be used to activate a giant shield on his wrist. Mm-hmm. Um, i trying to think there are a few others not off the top of my head. I can't think of them. But uh, yeah, I always love those little plot convenience devices. Oh, of course, Dawn of Dragoon, where it's a fire a fire ray, which becomes a, a water ray. Oh, due oh to, yeah. Yeah. But that's another one where it's just like the writer goes, yeah, think of Adam's wrist. What can it do today? It's like they didn't make another 130 episodes because goodness knows what else it could have done. <laughs> This poor little uh, Alina here was showing her frailty. I just think Alina, in terms of a guest character, is just so, so well done. Obviously, Linda Gary voices Alina to perfection, as always, but uh, it just gives her, like, this, this, yeah, a wonderful frailty about a character, and it's like, obviously, Jarvan here, voiced by Alan Oppenheimer, Skeletor, um, will take advantage. But they, this episode just deals with the drug issue so, so well. There's another episode, um, 
later in the series, uh, the, the attorney of the attorney of flower, yeah, from uh, from season two, and in that episode, Count Marzo is the uh, the drug dealer. But they kind of kill the whole thing. So in this episode, they talk, they they show it as a potion, which is you know not that far removed from the way drugs are taken. But in uh, in the attorney of flower, it's a flower, a black flower, and it just kind of kills the whole thing. It's I don't know. It's, it's just something, and also it's, it's the episode is just too full of schmaltz. I think is the best way to do it. The only good thing about um, the Attorney of Flower is the the moral segment with Teela when she delivers the moral. It's actually really, really beautifully done. But uh, but this is the best of the drug episodes, I'd say. There's Shira. What do I do with this? Why don't you take it and find out? Oh, and uh, yeah, this is you know, the old lady here. That's that's the stock character old lady that appears in Evil Lynn turns in this character in disguise. Uh, in a very odd one, Catra disguises herself as an old lady, and I think it's Portrait of Doom from Shira's season two. It's like, why is Catra dressing up? I mean, that's the one where everybody thinks it's going to be Shadow Weaver, and then she goes behind the bushes, takes off this disguise, and it's Catra. But we'll get to that one day. And is there any reference to why she says that about if you want to call me, here's the words you say, Emok, Emok, or whatever it oh, is, M if I've M said it right? It's Emot, Emok. I, was, um, I remember watching the episode as a kid, I think that's very strange. Then, like, a few years later, I, I think, I can't remember why, I wrote it down and I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's it's come to me backwards. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Thank like you, Wikipedia. There we go. I just, I just thought it was always such a good little thing, though, because it, it's... It sounds kind of a bit eerie and weird, and all it is is just the, the same phrase written backwards. Little cameos here from King Randor and Queen Marlena. I think that's the only appearance in the episode, actually. Oh, there's a very creepy shot of uh, Jarvan here, and you can tell he's creepy because he's showing all his teeth. <laughs> Look at that, pure Ming. Oh, and in the, in the script, one of the odd things was... Um, you kind of pick it up in the... In Teela's dialogue, there is that Teela's supposed to be jealous of the way Prince Adam and Alina are. Teela sees Alina as like um, a threat in terms of beauty, anyway. So there's moments that were deleted from the script where Teela was like very jealous of Alina. So that in that scene there, where she goes, "Why don't you get some fresh air?" That's that's in the script. That's basically Teela going, "Look, go away, so I can be with Prince Adam." Very strange. And here's a uh, Jarvan in disguise. Cross-gender disguise, might we say? <laughs> well, he goes—he goes from a, a, a dirty old man into a dirty old woman, you know. <laughs> Be perfect for Panto. Yeah, exactly. Jarvan now appearing. Yeah. <laughs> the goose. With Pamela Anderson in the line. <laughs> oh man. Here we go. See now, Teela's concerned, so that makes sense. But uh, like I say, there was a lot of jealousy in the previous one. Oh, this is. Silly, 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 silly. One of my um, favourite action scenes coming up. So I just think it's. Uh, I, I don't know. I just like the way it's done. Oh, the yeah, way. I, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I love the way Alina's drawn here. Look, it's very. Uh, they kind of go from a model sheet and then give her this kind of almost Disney-esque yeah, beauty, with the, yeah. especially with the eyes. Yeah, the eyes. It's funny if you listen to um, if you listen to Alina. Uh, there are certain parts of her voice that are very much like um, Glimmer from Shira. Oh, this, I was. It wasn't until I read the script where I knew what Alina says here. She she tells Adam. You can barely hear it because of the um, 
well, apart from my voice drowning it out, the rocket drowns it out. But uh, she says, don't be such a fun stopper to Prince Adam. I'm like, oh, that famous uh, phrase, fun stopper. I was, no, I've never heard of that before. I've heard of gobstoppers, but not fun stoppers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was and end of act one. And I just, I remember as a kid just thinking, watching this, thinking, well, what's going to happen now? Because you can't, how's he going to get out of this one? I just love the way it's directed. It's like, we've got the money to show him transforming in midair, so we'll just have the, the lightning explode from the sword. And it also speeds up a lot as well. Yeah. Here he comes. I just love the way Heat Man comes falling at the show. It's such a great idea. It was a very heroic pose. Even when I'm falling from the sky, I look heroic. And also, um, deleted line here, if you look when he lands, his mouth moves. Oh, yeah. He doesn't actually say that the, the, the line in the script is, thank goodness. And if you match it up, you can clearly say it's thank goodness. But uh, for some reason, they took it out. Although I always thought with that fall, he should have dislocated his arm, really. <laughs> Even if he is. I love Alina's face there. <laughs> it's just like, I feel sick. And the other interesting thing I just realised about the ship, I think if you go and look at... Uh, episode 96, Battle Cat from season 2, the episode Battle Cat. Um, in the flashback, when you see Prince Adam going in this ship to f uh, when he first finds Cringer, he's actually riding that ship. So there's a little uh, bit model reuse there. M, Art, M, Art. Here she comes, or he comes. This, this one here, it will, it will go in between. It's, this is one of those. Um, if you look at the, the place where they are, this location, you never really see this, I don't think, in any other episode. This is another uh, ingenious device of Mad at Arms that, you know, he's decided to do a test run of. He really should stop the test runs because he's done it a few times. People, oh, look at that. We must have that. That's true, actually. Mad at Arms test run. Even if it even if it is Zikran's device or whatever, it's always like uh, I'll just show off my device and there's Triclops and Evil Lynn spying or Skeletor spying or someone or even Mossman in one episode is having a watch and it's like yes, oh, right. uh, what are you doing, man at arms? Just revealing your secrets. <laughs> Rock softeners, duplicators, maturators, whatever <laughs> he's doing next. I, d I do love Alina's character design. There's um in the model pack that comes with the um the episode or yeah the model pack that was given to the animators. There's always really beautiful pages of Alina, which are like the anim uh, one of the artists kind of in the model pack draws all these poses and characters uh, facial suggestions just so the animators know how she moves. And the illustrations for her are like just amazing. They just look so good. And of course, Elaine is not one for heavy lifting, as you've just seen. So uh, asks Orko to just use a bit of magic, which, if anyone from Eternia knows, you don't ask Orko, who seems to be doing a lot of twitching there, um, <laughs> of actually using magic on something Man at Arms related, because the two of them are like chalk and cheese, and they just don't go together. <laughs> if you look at the head, look at the size of Elena compared to the table. <laughs> she, she can't. She can't get her legs under that. It's simple. Simple. If you go and look at Colossal Awakes, there's a chess game being played on that table between Orko Man at Arms. If you put Alina from that same shot and superimposed her over there, she would look like a giant. Simple as that. Look, look, cause look at the Jarvan there as a lady. He's much shorter now. Oh. Been on stilts or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's the stilts episode. <laughs> ah, there goes Jarvan. Good special effects. 
I do love the, the way this scene sets up as well. She just collapses, and then like something's happened to Elena, and then there's this whole dramatic bit where Prince had a, you know, everybody reacts. I gave the transmutator to Jarvan, the sorcerer, and they're like, <gasps> Zigran sounds an awful lot like Zagra. Yeah, there you go. Not just in name, as yeah, as you're pointing yeah. out, another uh, John Irwin, Edwin voice. Didn't think of that, but you're quite right. This, um, uh, yeah, originally this scene, after she says uh, Java and the Sorcerer, there's supposed to be a big explosion. Which might explain why Man at reacts as he does, because the explosion was Java and, like, you know, using the transmutator on the palace. Imagine. Boom! There he goes, he reacts. Oh, yeah. Prince Adam runs off and unsheaves the Sword of Power. Third transformation in the episode. Actually, the other drug episode has three transformations as well. It must be a. Uh, must be a transformation thing. If you get three, it's a drug episode. And well, energy. I suppose, because whenever you take drugs, it transforms your personality. Therefore, ah, it have transformation sequences in it. This is all... Yeah, I see what you're doing. It's a, it's, a, it's a hidden message by the writer. Yeah, that's why I've stayed off drugs. <laughs> E-Man told me to. And transformed a lot. <laughs> I always find this, this battle here, it's, it's kind of cool, but it's... Uh, the staging of it, not to get too artsy in animation terms, but it you never really see the characters interact, it's just like, I'll do this and I'll stand here and then I'll pose and then you jump over this and I'll zap that and I'll get you but there's a shield around you. I think that's the problem, is Jarvan is like a very cool character um, in terms of design and like, you know, he's a, uh, a sorcerer, but we don't get to see him really, you know, use his powers on He-Man, it's like... Mm -hmm. He uses this technology. Ah, oh, the whole science and sorcery debate comes to a head here. Oh, yeah, he gets to use it here. Have this in your eyes. Boosh, straighten his eyes. So, yeah, and he uses the transmutator here. And in the script, apparently, this rock was supposed to be up to He-Man's neck, which makes sense, because that's a lot more dramatic than just up to his waist. So that still yeah. gives him his hands, which he can just use to crack the rock. Oh, the other thing I should talk about is um, Zikran and Jarvan, apart from having Anne's in their name, both their character designs were reused in, oh, I think it was episode 60, The Return of Granomir. Zikran becomes Brindle and Jarvan becomes Zem, who's also a sorcerer, but carries a, oh, a staff in that one. But it's, it's just a shame because I always like Zikran and Jarvan as these characters and they show up you know, uh, 50 episodes down the line, it's like, oh, they're new characters now. It could be worse. Always, it, could be, it could be. Always love the side on running. I've always loved that animation since I was a child. Well, the the, the thing I, you know, it sounds crazy, but I'd love to see is the. Um, I've got the photo. There's a photo of like the actors who played He-Man, Teeler and Skeletor, the primary rotoscoped actors. So you know, the camera filmed them running, jumping doing the certain moves, walking in the camera, hands on hips, you know, all those, and then um, and then the rotoscope artist traced all those, and then eventually it was refined until it became the animation. But I'd love to find the actual original film footage of the guy doing the side on He-Man run, it is, you know, I would say it's out there somewhere, but I dread to think that it might be in a vault or just a bit of film canister lying around on someone's house, and they're like, what's this guy running about with uh, furry pants on? The funny thing is, the guy who played He-Man in this thing had like, uh, you know, brown hair and a moustache. So He-Man had a tash, technically. 
Yeah, so He Man was Man at Arms. Yeah, exactly. That'd have been interesting if they'd uh, rotoscoped the moustache. Alright, He Man hasn't got a tash. Get rid of the, get rid of the moustache. Oh. So this is the part when Nina realises she's made a bit of a mistake and she's a drug user. I like He Man's hand comes in a shot and picks up a little head. <laughs> nice sound effect there. Uh, yeah. it was, that was James, not the episode, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, that's the. I think that's the part in the episode He Man's line that you're lucky. You know, he made you dependent on some kind of drug, and you're like, oh, it is a drugs episode. Because up to that point, you think, oh, it's just a. She's dr drinking like you know the equivalent of a Coca-Cola. You know, because that thing gives you a weird high. Well, at least me, anyway. Yeah, you do. So I'm going to find the ring. So calling them back. Well, it's a strange. I was. I think that's the only part of the episode I dislike. Is that because I really, I really enjoy this episode, but it's sort of like right. We've got to try and close this episode. I know. Man, Arms has got this device, and he can basically bring Jarvan back to the palace and trap him. It's like, oh really? You know, that's a bit. That's pushing it a little. You know, in yeah, an episode. Jarvan's a magician, so can he not disappear yeah. then, like he did earlier on? Yeah, exactly. You brought me here, but you can't make me stay, is his dialogue. It's like, well, go then. Stop, you know, setting fire to things. There's another bit of side on running for you. Jarvan's pot belly. <laughs> what if they got a fat guy to do the running for that one? <laughs> That'd be an amazing bit of rotor. <laughs> no, that's footage I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, that, that fat dude who works in a, in ink and paint, can we get him up here and do a bit of running about? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll go in slow motion there where he might yeah, be jumping down. Very strange bit of that. They should have had the um, the old six million dollar man effect, you know, the ch -ch 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 <laughs> as he lands. <laughs> And actually, oddly, I think this episode ends perfectly. Instead of this whole, you know, long speech, it's just like, why did you want to? Why did you want to take drugs? And she's like, I wanted to be more like you, Tila. And He Man gives a, a very succinct point. You know, feel good about yourself. End of the episode. Big hug. He Man smiles and then walks off. It's because he didn't get a hug. You see, he's jealous. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Actually, he's smiling, then he doesn't smile and walks away. Yeah. Yeah, they're hugging. Well, yeah, well, he's sitting up there somewhere crying. <laughs> no hug for me, I'm off. So, yeah, so I, I think, yeah, Friend in Need, best drug episode. Um, out of the, I think, two or three they might have made. The magic potion. So this is, I mean, I, th I don't know if this was, you know, when it comes to writing scripts, I don't know if they, if someone at Filmation said, Right, we need to do an episode about drugs, or if the writer just said, well, I'm going to tell a story about a magic potion, and then they kind of work it into a drug's tale. But either way, I, I really, really enjoy the episode. Yeah, it's a very good episode, very good moral for us all to live by. You know, like, don't think that you need to emulate others, just be yourself, is very true. Very true. So, uh, yeah, an opposite awesome episode um one that james personally picked so uh we're gonna do some more so james uh would you like to unveil what the next one's going to be or do you want to keep it close to your chest as you let's, normally seem to do let's keep it a secret so when people tune in next time they'll be like i can't believe they went and reviewed dot 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 
greatest show in the tournament. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just going to it's so. going to come back, and then once we actually review it, it'll just be silence. Thank you very much, James, for commenting on a friend in need. I've learned some excellent points to do with that, and I'm sure you maybe have with me. I hope so. Uh, thank you very much, sir. Thank you, Chris. Speak to you soon, and uh, look forward to the next uh, commentary. No problem. Well, until next time, folks. In today's story, Elena tried taking a magic potion which she thought would help her. Well, she found out there aren't any magic potions. And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health, maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more. Let the power return!